You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 55. I'm Jessica Pearson, certified life coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist. We keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate diet culture in some way. These are often the subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we are shining a light on it and sharing it with you. Jessica, you sent me another wonderful one. My algorithm is still on fire. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of supplements, but the one that I sent you was called Carb Cut. And it said this blocks the absorption of carbs, which I feel like is kind of a retro ad because we've come back to demonizing carbs. So it's like uh, it blocks the absorption of carbs. And it says, who said you can't have carbs and a hot girl summer? I have seen this ad myself before, but it was not summertime. So I didn't see hot girl summer. And why is it hot girl summer? Like, what about most of the dudes that would be taking this? Like the first comment that it shows is a dude and it says, no BS, this stuff works. So it's like, what about hot dude summer? Why can't dudes be targeted for their hot summer? Just got to be the ladies. That's a good question. What's up with that? I mean, you've heard the term "hot girl summer," right? Like that's I have absolutely, but I don't like it. Yeah, (laughs) or should you? Yeah, and it just is like I don't know. Trimming the waist has never been so easy, and so I don't know. I looked at the ingredients. It's weird. I mean, those things could potentially work. The chromium that's in there can't work on its own with those nutrients. You would still need surrounding vitamins and minerals to support chromium. And it's in a barely enough amount for physiological change. So it's at like kind of like at the bare minimum of a supplement amount. Most of the times, if we are going to supplement with chromium, which I have done in certain people, I usually start at like 500 if I can. But chromium alone is not going to reduce your waste. No. Like no supplement can do what also the other work needs to be done. But taking a pill does not get you a trim waste, which is also kind of annoying because I'm like, we can't also just target the waste, right? Like we're pointing out this idea of like, you're going to trim your waste all before summer. It's like, it's already summer. So even if you started taking the supplement and even if it worked, like you're not going to be different today. Yeah. Chromium works by supporting the actual metabolic process of using carbohydrates for energy. But that's kind of it. And it does play a role if it's in really low amounts or your body has higher needs of it. It can influence your blood sugar amounts, but it's not the end all be all. And then the herbs that are in it, which as you guys know, I am terrible at pronouncing things. So I will not do that to myself. Those things do have some amounts of information in the literature of them being somewhat functional, but we actually don't know how well they work. So, I mean, if you want to try the product, great, but I don't know. Well, if we're blocking the carbs, where do the carbs go? What does that even mean? Yeah, my guess is is that there is particularly, there's going to be some digestive 
I don't think that's how these herbs work per se versus like blocking carbohydrate absorption. I mean, maybe, um, but if that is, that means you're going to have pretty intense digestive issues. So at your own risk, (laughs) you might have some diarrhea. There's going to be diarrhea. There's going to be diarrhea. I mean, that kind of seems that's where most of these supplements end up anyway, is like, we're just going to make you poop your brains out. Yeah. And then who wants that? I mean, I guess it's the same as like people have endured the very unpleasant effects of Ozempic, which is throwing up. And I hate throwing up so, so much that I would much rather go the long way because I hate throwing up. So I probably wouldn't do it unless I absolutely had to for my health. So I wouldn't do it for a few pounds. I can tell you that. Nothing says says hot girl summer more than a little bit of vomiting and diarrhea. (laughs) Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, I've seen worse products with a lot less ability to support their body. However, you can't just eat whatever you want with this. Like you can't be like, oh, well, I'm going to go eat some pizza or a hamburger or some ice cream and it's going to block that. Like it's not going to work that That way. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like you still have to like do the things. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, main ingredients in it has potentially shown to decrease carb cravings. And so, yeah, if you're not eating them, then yeah, you're blocking them from getting in your yeah. body. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I'm just not putting them in my body. It's kind of giving Mean Girls. Do you you remember Mean Girls, the movie? Did you watch it? Barely. I watched it once and it didn't soak in. Oh my gosh. I feel like you need to rewatch it. I feel like it should be mandatory watching for all tweens and teens. But there's like a scene where she's like, oh, it totally cuts carbs. And I don't know. So this is just basically like a... (laughs) A scene right out of Mean Girls is just like, yeah, just take this. It'll totally wipe out everything that you eat. And it's just not true. So the person will end up eating all of those things and just being like, I have a free ticket to eat whatever I want. And then they're going to end up like gaining weight and be like, I don't understand what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you could try it. Proceed with caution. May or may not work. I think Whatever, if you want to spend the 40 bucks on it and see what happens. And by all means. Yeah, I think that's what gets me. I've seen worse supplements, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what gets me about all the supplements is like, oh, there's these really big promises. And sometimes they're not cheap, right? It's like you're spending 50 to 100 bucks on something. And it's like got to be part of a lifestyle. It's not going to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, you can't out-supplement a crap diet and no movement. Today, we wanted to bring you a lesson from our course foundations. This is the course for learning how to eat normal. So eating normal means you're not doing crazy diets because diets are temporary, which means you're only going to have temporary results. And eating normal also means that we're not living in effort mode. So we aren't dieting, but we're not living in this like imaginary off the wagon situation either because there is no more wagon, at least not with us. So mm-hmm. The first lesson in this course is all about slow eating. This is something that Beth teaches and explains, and it is something that you can do seriously anytime, anywhere. And this lesson is only about eight minutes. It's got so much good info. So we're going to just give it to you straight from the course. Take it away, Beth. 
Hello, and welcome to the first of the three quick start modules. We are going to give you three things that you can implement right away that can have a big impact on how you feel. We wanted you to start with some key basics before we dove into the more specific things about food, planning, and mindset. And as a friendly reminder, be sure to use the workbook for this module. The first thing that I want to share with you is one aspect of nutrition health, which is slowing down at mealtime. When we eat fast, there's a number of things that are happening. And one of the first ones is we are not getting the proper brain signals for digestive juices. So to start with, you know, when we take a bite of food and we chew, this muscle here that runs along your jawline connects up here to your temporalis and your skull. And that that action right there is of the muscle is actually sending information to your brain about how much food is coming. And so that way it is able to stimulate that much gastric juices and digestive um, enzymes and hydrochloric acid. So that way we can break our food apart. So that way it's ready to go down into the small intestine to be absorbed properly. So when we eat quickly, we are not having that action happening. So if we take a big bite, we only chew like four times and then we swallow it down. That food is not really broken up one very well. And two, it's not giving our brain all the information that it needs about the food and how much is coming. Another thing that can happen is that it takes about 15 minutes or so for our stomach to tell our brain that there's been enough food volume, that we are full. So when we eat a full meal in five minutes or less and then go to decide, do I need more food? Do I need seconds? Well, we haven't really given our body enough time to register that we've had that volume of food that was adequate for us. So like an example would be, you know, whenever we have to eat quickly for lunch or we're on the run for dinner between, you know, family activities or going from this to that. If we eat very quickly, particularly if it's a large portion size that may come from, you know, takeout or from a restaurant, we will eat quickly enough and then not realize that we have had enough and because of how fast we ate, like maybe we didn't need to finish everything that was on our plate, or maybe that we didn't need to go back for seconds. And so these things do take time. So we need that time to chew and we need that time for our stomach to tell our brain, Hey, we've got enough volume of food at this time. Another thing to consider when we eat quickly is we are much more likely to feel bloaty and gassy and partly um, from setting our stomach up for success um, in digestion by chewing enough. So we talked about chewing, but um, we also need that support of the mechanical digestion, which is chewing to break it up into small enough bits so that the digestive juices that we have taken the time to prepare and get into our stomach is there to able to really break it down, particularly high protein foods or high fiber foods. Like they're a little bit more um, hard and they need all that enzymatic activity inside of our stomach. So if we haven't taken the time to chew properly, that mechanical digestion has not been as 
as assisted for ready for chemical digestion. So also when we don't digest our food well, it can feel like it's sitting in our stomach. And in some cases it will actually sit too long because we don't have enough of the hydrochloric acid or the digestive enzymes in our stomach. And it can ferment, change the pH and can contribute to reflux or create bloating in the small intestine because the small intestine is designed to have very broken up food. And so if it's going through, not fully, the food is not going through to the small intestine, fully broken up, then it will not absorb very well in the small intestine. And that can create a lot of um, discomfort in your intestines. And then another thing that contributes to gas and bloating when we eat fast is that we tend to gulp down more air. And so that air has to go somewhere. So it's either going to find its way up and you're going to belch or if it, you know, you swallow and it goes down with the food, then you'll be more gassy. So the air has got to go somewhere. So slowing down can help with sort of that gassy feeling that you may experience. Eating fast is also a stress signal. So meaning that our body is not getting the signal that it is safe to rest and digest. So back when we were hunter and gatherers, you know, whenever we were not in danger, we would take our time to rest and digest our food and absorb everything that we were eating. But if we were in danger, then blood leaves the stomach area or the digest or the digestive tract area and goes to our limbs because we are going to need to fight or flee. And so our brain has not really caught up with the fact that our stress related to getting our emails all caught up and making phone calls and getting this errand done and that errand done is not a life or death situation. And so if we are eating fast and in between things that we are not sending the proper signals to our brain that it is time to safely rest and digest our food properly. So those are just a few ways that eating fast can impair our digestion and contribute to overeating. So now let's talk about a few ways that you can start to eat slower. So if you are eating in, say, five minutes or 10 minutes, a whole meal, I want you to start increasing that time spent at a meal. It can feel really awkward at first, but I promise you that you will feel better. Um, You'll feel less full or you will feel less gassy or you'll feel less bloated. Um, So over time, you will start to get used to it. And so if you're at five or 10 minutes, just stretch it by a couple minutes And really, if you can get to like 15, 20 minutes, like that is like a big difference for your body. And one of the easiest ways I personally think to slow down at mealtime is putting the fork down between bites because that will slow down how fast you can go from chewing and swallowing to getting something back into your mouth. So if you put the fork down or put the item down, then it sort of cues you to chew a little bit more to slow down and then get the next bite ready. Like it is so common. I catch myself doing this and my kids absolutely do this where, you know, they're, they're chewing and they've already got the next bite like ready to go at their mouth. 
So they're, they've barely got all the food down before the next bite is ready to go, you know, into their mouth. So putting the fork down really will help slow you down. And then, you know, so that way you can take the correct number of bites to break up your food before you swallow. And then I know you've heard this one a million times, but I'm going to tell you again, don't eat while you're distracted with a screen, you know, whether that be a TV, a computer or your phone. Uh, if you have to have entertainment while you're eating, put on an audiobook, a podcast or music. You could even call a friend or a family member and have a conversation with somebody like just like you do might do whenever you go out to eat. So just like take that time to have a break, to, you know, be with your food and to just slow down a little bit. So when we're distracted, we are not realizing how much food that we are taking in. And so we might, again, eat more than we um, than we need at, at one meal time. So, you know, I particularly find that, you know, eating lunchtime, you know, without my phone, you know, looking at Instagram or checking my emails in between clients is really such a beautiful time for me because I can let my brain just sort of ooze out of my head and decompress for those 15 minutes. So that way I have enough brain energy to continue on for the rest of the day. Those emails will be there ready for you as soon as you get back. So, cause I'm not asking for, you know, an out a full hour long lunch, just take the 15 minutes to really spend with your meal and then, you know, spend the rest of your lunch break. Um, however you want to. So remember to um, read through this worksheet and practice slow eating at your next meal. Okay, so that was so informative. And we just wanted to re-highlight a few of the key takeaways on this. So Beth, let's hear the two things that you really wanted to make sure that everybody got out of that lesson. Yes. So there are two main things that I think is like to really start focusing on that is the easiest, which is your 15 minute check-in. So if you've had some food and you're not sure if you're still hungry or not, give your body time before you go back for more food, 10 to 15 minutes. And then the easiest way to practice slowing down how, like how long you spend at a meal is put your fork down, or if it's a handheld item, cause you know, Austin, there's like tacos galore. If it's a handheld item, like a taco or burger or whatever, put the thing down or your fork down in between each bite Chew and then pick your fork back up. Because the most common thing that people do is like they're gathering their fork full of stuff while they're chewing and then the fork goes right into their mouth as it. And so there is no time or opportunity to slow down if your fork is already halfway to your mouth by the time you're starting to swallow one bite before the other one comes in. So that is the easiest way to slow down. Yeah. And especially if you're going out to eat, I think sometimes maybe we're feeling socially anxious or awkward and we might tend to shovel. And I don't know if you noticed, but there's always that friend that's like talking and then their food is still on their plate by the end of the meal. (laughs) I was never that person. Like I was always like, 
eating really quick, finishing my food, not maybe not even engaging in a conversation because I was so just there for the food. And so when that, when Screw that, you people, yeah, here for the food. I mean, that's really where my, I mean, yeah, I never had thought about like that's who I was or that's what was going on in my mind, but that was the, a really big shift for me was realizing like, oh, when I go out to eat, yes, sure, the food is a highlight, but it's also about engaging in conversation with the people that I'm with, being interested in them and their lives and what they have to say, taking in the ambiance. Like there's so much more to it. And when I talk to clients, that seems to be kind of an aha switch too. It's like there's a little bit of fear sometimes about going out to eat, you know, because, oh, I got to have the appetizer. I got to get dessert. I got to have a cocktail. And it's like, it's just an invitation to overeat. And it's yeah. like, well, if I can just go slow with it, I can enjoy whatever comes to the table and then I can stop when I'm feeling satisfied and just that can be it. And it's such a simple lesson, but it can be so hard for so many reasons. But just starting here can be such a great benefit. Most of our clients are fast eaters. They come to us as fast eaters anyway. It's yeah. like it's on our intake form. It's a question. Are you a fast eater? And people are like, I actually am. Yeah. So. It's like one of the top things I start with. Absolutely. Because we can't feel hunger and fullness in that state. Well, and often people are also dealing with stress. You know, they come to us busy and stressful. And I know for me, like after my son was born and I was having lots of anxiety and, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to eat because he would scream if he was not in my arms at all times. And so I became a fast eater very quickly after having a, a child and I would just be like shoveling food in my mouth. But I would notice that just reinforced the anxiety because my brain was like, oh my God, what are we doing? Like we, you know, we must be dying. Like everything is going terrible. And so it just made things like that much more difficult, but it, it kind of was a circumstance at the time, which now it's like, oh yeah, it is nice to have a meal where I can just sit and be still and, and look at my food. And I would add maybe a third one that I think is really important is just looking at your food. Like a lot oh, of right. times, yeah. a lot of times we're not like taking in what we're eating. It's just there. We grab it. We put it in our mouth. Yeah. But I like to like look at it. It gives your brain that visual cue. Of <laughs> I'm like, like imagining you like with this hamburger going, oh, really taking you yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Like that. I mean, I kind of do. It I mean, sounds I'm not- so ridiculous. <laughs> it does. But I'm not. I'm not- I love you. Yeah, I'm not like have, I'm not doing that, but I do. I I definitely make a point to glance at like what is what right. I'm looking. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't actually like eating at like Alamo Draft House. You know. Oh, I can't do it at all. It weirds me out. I can't. Yeah, do the idea of going to one of those blind meals, those events where it's like everybody, it's like in the dark, and it's that's like- different because you would be engaged more with your chewing and smelling senses versus Alamo Draft House or any of those movie eateries where you get to eat a whole meal at your movie seat is that you have this huge movie screen that is blaring in yeah. front of you with all the sound and the colors and, and you're in the dark. Yeah. You can't see anything. Yeah. And then also just kind of as like, maybe I am a gerbophobe a little bit, but like if there is a hair in my meal or there's like a bug, like I definitely want to be able to see. (laughs) Well, I stopped eating at those types of movie theaters because when I would leave, I'd be like, I can't tell if I'm hungry. I couldn't get a sense if I was actually where I was with my fullness because my brain didn't get to process all of it. And then 
Yeah. And I always would wait for a bright scene to go eat. And I was like, this is really just not working. (laughs) Yeah. It's just stimulation overload. And I'm noticing it now that I have a toddler. I notice like if we're out doing something fun, like restaurants with playgrounds are great for me because I get to sit and eat a meal, but like he does not want to sit down and eat because he's already stimulated. He's got something else going on. So it seems like the natural order of our brain is like, we really only want to do one thing at a time. We don't want to be stimulated and eating simultaneously, but yet we adapt. We did adapted to that as adults because we're trying to multitask all the time. And so I like to take cues. I'm like, okay, just like eat food and then go play or watch a movie. Yeah. If you enjoyed this lesson and you want to join the course, you can go do so right now. It's available to you. We have more short videos in the course with amazing lessons that help you understand your body and how to feed it, understand your mind and how to manage it. And the best part is that this course is interactive and it's not interactive with strangers. You're interacting with Beth and I. So if you want some personalized attention and customized support, this is the best way to get it. And uh, you can go to pathnutrition.com backslash foundations to sign up right now. It is only $79. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable the price that it is at. And we want you to come take advantage of it and get everything out of it that you can. So you don't have to buy hot girl summer supplements. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path of freeing yourself from diet culture. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. We'd love to see you inside our interactive course called foundations. I'm just going to beat that into you. Go to pathnutrition.com backslash foundations to learn more and sign up today. Just kidding. We won't beat you, but really hammer it in. (laughs) Bye. Feeling punchy on a Monday. (laughs) 